Hello everybody, it's your old Dax here. Welcome one all to this. I'm here as usual with my friend, co-host, partner in crime. Oh yeah, he hates co-host. Uh, it's <laughs> I wouldn't say I hate it. I, it's just, he hates it. He it, strangles. I, I, he, he strangles. Look, me I only hate it because I called you co-host, and I was like, man, I feel like that's like demoting. But that was after I called you co-host like three times. And you're like, wow, I just demoted you. No, we're we're partners in this. We're co-hosts. <laughs> to each his own. To each his own. I, I played the fifth. Yeah, yeah, he says that on, on tape, but yeah, off I tape. I got munchies like crazy. I he just strangles me. Um, you got munchies? Yeah. Well, you just, I'm not like high, but I like I've got munchies. Like, you just I'm cleared all that room, so you know. <laughs> yeah, I did. Dude, I don't know what's up with my my uh, pooping mechanisms in my body. They're on point. It's just yeah, I guess I don't know. They just been I've been eating a lot, so it's just like get this shit out of here, literally. This ain't supposed to be here anymore. Get rid of it. Hold on. We got everything we needed from this. Ship it out. Send it. Deliver it. <laughs> Sign sealed delivered to the toilet. Took the Browns to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. At least it went well, because there are times you take the Browns to the Super Bowl, it does not go well. I think if the Browns ever went to the Super Bowl, it probably wouldn't go well. The Browns wind up... The actual the, Browns, if they win the Super Bowl. When probably. they start turning into the Reds, that's when you know you've got a problem. <laughs> yeah. True that. Yeah. Right. What are we talking about today? Apparently poop. <laughs> Alright, we're talking about poop. Sometimes it's brown, and you can flush it down. Other times, it's green, and you may have lost your spleen. Poop, everybody. <laughs> Remember those uh, songs when you were a kid? It's like if you're climbing up the ladder and you feel something splatter diarrhea. Yeah, <laughs> diarrhea. I remember something about those. How did you mention it? <laughs> I remember how it went, but it was hilarious. If you're driving in a Chevy and your pants are feeling heavy, diarrhea. That reminds me of a commercial that I heard when I was a kid. Me and my friend were hanging out in my room. We were like, Hugged up his mom? It's like, no, I don't remember what it was. It was like, I think I was like nine years old or something like that, maybe eight. I was, I was young. It was before 10. And listening to random things on the radio this random commercial comes on and there's some part of it i think it's just it was trying to be really wacky with its advertisement there's like a a person talking and then kind of like this woman kind of like doing uh like kind of singing behind it like to kind of to pump it up or whatever but it was like really kind of pristine singing and then like he says this one thing i don't remember what the product was but i remember her saying smell my derriere i'm like what the fuck what is, <laughs> is she saying what i think she said what the hell uh yeah i don't know There's what some the weird commercials yeah over the years man there are and you know i still haven't seen the super bowl commercials i want to watch them but I there's a skittles it. commercial that got i mean obviously they couldn't air it but uh it's basically these um two people on their honeymoon and they were getting after it and uh oh i think i've seen she that she's going down on him or something like that and he like busted a load of skittles <laughs> i remember and that and i was like oh my gosh why couldn't they air that? That's for, kind of, I was waiting for somebody to come up with that. So like, you're telling me, you're telling me they can't air that Skittles commercial during the Super Bowl, but they can have J-Lo and Shakira shaking You know what's so stupid about that is the fact that people even got offended about that whatsoever. I know, they're all, about them doing mad. that, And not even a year earlier, Adam Levine was up there half naked. Yeah, And all the, the females were like, oh my god. Well, oh. this, is, this is different because they used the stripper pole and they were women and there were children on stage. They were grinding for the children. That's just, just disrespectful. They weren't even grinding. I think they shaked their butts for like literally five seconds and that was it. Five seconds of heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say that. I didn't even watch would it. Jesus, would Jesus have liked it? 
Ooh, the jokes that just popped in my head that I know I can't say because of my faith. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would have And unto J-Lo, the Lord saith... Shaketh thy booty. <laughs> Shaketh oh. thy booty. Uh, I'm gonna... <laughs> so many more jokes, just leave it. Bringeth that ass here. Uh, Shake it for thy Lord. That's uh, <laughs> okay, let's... Are you ready to welcome Jesus into your... <laughs> Oh. All right, I'll stop. We're gonna, um, we're, we're gonna get canceled. So. <laughs> All right, so what? Um, what? Uh, oh, we were talking. I'm saying. So we were gonna we were gonna have a discussion today about the pros and cons of being introverted and extroverted, or in my case, uh, am ambiverted. I think is what it's called. Yeah, shame. A shade of amber. I'm, I'm amber. That's my skin tone. It's also very name. lightly toasted orange, but also like dark. Don, so kind of like Donald Trump. No, no. So not Cheeto orange. <laughs> I'm not orange. Okay. <laughs> Some people like to think that I'm orange, but you ask anybody, and and they'll tell you I'm not orange. <laughs> I'm not orange. I really want to learn how to do a Donald Trump voice. I'm going to eventually. I will. Uh, Learn an impersonation of him eventually, but it sounds like it'd be technically. So <laughs> it sounds like one of those that just be like fun to just break out at parties. That's what I'm saying. It'd just be fun to talk like him. He's just got a fun voice. Uh, I would try it, but in a weird it's way, not, it's gonna be bad. All right, so you're the introvert. Yes, extremely. Why don't you uh, go ahead and give us the deets? Well, life life is pretty nice because people suck, and then they're they're away from you, which is pretty cool. I mean, I know. In all honesty, though, like. For me, it was always because I've got like social anxiety, um, and people freak me out like legit panic attacks if there's too many people in a room. Um, I've never like gotten to a full panic attack because usually I escape before it hits that point. But like I, I I have to crawl within myself. Like I remember a few times in high school because I always sat by myself because that's how I was comfortable. But I had a couple situations where I know like one was in freshman year. One of my close friends from middle school sat with me. Um, which was cool, except for the fact that she was one of the popular kids. Uh-huh. So everybody else sat with her and it was like one of those round tables outside. Yeah. So everybody was just, you know, crowding and, um, I panic mode hit pretty quick. So I just scarfed down my lunch, stood up and left. I didn't even say bye. Which I felt bad about <laughs> that because again, that person was such a sweet friend of mine, but the crowd freaked me the hell out. I had to get out. I had to leave. Yeah. Um, and yeah, people like that hasn't. That's gone down some. I'm not as bad, but it's still bad. If I'm like doing something, if I have business somewhere, yeah. I can do it. But if I'm just idly somewhere and there's a lot of people, no, I will avoid at all costs. Um, life and limb of myself or somebody else, I will avoid at all costs. So I don't know if that answers any questions, <laughs> but that's kind of like a little taste of introversion. There, people are just. Like, people are basically corona. Uh, you just avoid it as best you can. I guess that makes sense. I can't blame you. So what, do you think if if people were better, do you think you'd be less of a introvert? No. Or do you, so do you think, do you think your introversion, do you think it's, it's based on your experiences or do you think that's something that probably is genetic or like maybe it starts it? For me, it's this, it's this internal thing. Like, cause I was... It's more so I think about how I look at myself as opposed to how I look at people. Like, okay. I don't like awkward situations. I don't like, 
I don't like meeting people because you don't know how to talk to them or what to say. You just wind up in this silence or this like awkward thing of trying to, sometimes it's supernatural. Like when you and I started talking, yeah. well, you started talking to me and it was this, you kind of carried the conversation. So it was a lot easier for me to start getting involved. And eventually I knew, you know, how to talk to you. Right. Um, but when you, when you're just meeting somebody who's maybe not as charismatic or outgoing, it's a very strange thing. Um, and I don't like awkward situations at all. Like they freak me out. Like I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. And, and, um, it's just easier for me. It doesn't matter about the quality of the person. Yeah. Whether I'm talking to Hitler or Jesus, it's like, I don't, it's like super awkward. Like, okay, that's, well, I think <laughs> Jesus would be a little more natural, but it's like, I don't Do you think if Jesus came down, you could talk to him regularly? Dude, I, oh, I'd be speechless. I would be like, uh, uh, I would. Uh, no, first of all, I would be like in constant like regret of everything I've ever done. Like, oh, the guy <laughs> who done? the guy who died for me, uh, every sin I've ever done, all the boobies on the internet. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, uh, I would just. Is it really that? Is that a bad thing? Is lust. A... Lust is a bad thing. Lust is a sin. Okay, but if we get into the seven deadly sins, who in their right mind can actually live without committing one of those? You can't, and that's why. That's the whole that, that you just wrapped up this, the reason of Christianity. You need Jesus because you can't avoid those. It's human nature, like we are designed. Well, why we, would he design we were designed like well. We were designed to be perfect, but he gave. Here we go with religion again. This wasn't how it was supposed okay, to be. Okay, okay, no, we'll we'll hold that off. We'll hold that off. So, okay. Yeah. So okay, because um, that was my fault. I started that one. So, um, okay. So you think if he came down, you'd just be kind of like. Oh shit! Uh, or like, how do you think you would? What well, do you think the first thing you would do is? I would, if I knew it was Jesus, I think I'd be overwhelmed. I'd just fall to my feet, like fall to my feet, fall to my fall knees. to your feet, fall to my feet. How, I, how I was hovering. Your feet? I was hovering. Oh, uh, you're floating. floating. Yeah. yeah, and then it's Jesus is here. And of Jesus I'm showed floating. up, and you're like, oh shit! I should probably stand down a little bit. I don't, <laughs> want, I don't want him to think I'm flexing on him. No, I'd just be straight up like, like I would. Yeah, I would be kissing the ground. That's that's basically what I think I would be doing because you know, that's like. Uh, it's like, okay, if, if you had Odin, like, show up to you, like, just in person, like, how would you, you'd be overwhelmed, wouldn't you? Like, this is the god of all gods. If I, like, like, actually, so because I, sometimes I think Odin has come through, but obviously as another person. Yeah. Or, um, it, it may not have even been him, it might have just been an ancestor or another god or whatever, but, um, if, like, physically I saw Odin, that would... Dude, I don't... Yeah, that is crazy to think about because it's two different sides of the spectrum, but they're almost almost alike in terms of their ability, per yeah. se. Um, I, yeah, I would honestly... I if, <laughs> My first thought would be like, obviously the surprise, the shock factor, but then after that, I'd probably be like, why is he here? <laughs> yeah. Is this a good ex- experience or is it going to be a bad one? That's like, a, what did I mess up really bad, or what did I do really well? Because my paranoia would kick in yeah. immediately. I'd be like, oh shit, why is Odin showing himself to me? What happened? And see, that's the scary thing. Regardless of what god that you 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 kneel to, they you if they don't they don't usually just show up without a purpose, without an intention. If they show up, they either they're either going to ask you to do something, or uh-huh. they're going to convict you for something. And sometimes, like, there's it's, it's very rare when they're just like. Hey, I just want to show up and tell you you're doing a great job. 
you know? Yeah. No, um, sometimes they'll do that, but like, but usually it's like, hey, I just want to show up, tell you you're not doing a very good job, <laughs> <laughs> and I want you to go do this. Well, what do I have to do? I, you know the hardest thing in life to go do? Um, like, okay. You think Jesus would like force you to talk to a crowd of people to like repent for your sins just to like no, it's fuck not, with you? <laughs> it wouldn't be a matter of repentance. It would be more so like, like okay, the story of I'm thinking of like if Jesus were like a frat, like a frat bro, you think bro, he'd be man. like he'd be like, remember all those titties? Yeah, go talk to that crowd of people right now. <laughs> uh, like, well, he doesn't want you to like you can't pay for that. He already did, but the point is like. Right, no, I, I mean... It, he would definitely, like, put you in a crowd, like, to test your boundaries, but it's in a way to show you where you stand. Uh-huh. What are you going to lean more towards? Like, your anxiety? Or are you going to put that aside and trust him and be like, okay, I'm going to stand there and talk for you, despite how I'm feeling? Like, I mean, so like... So at what point do you think you would have a limit? Like, if Jesus was telling... Yeah, if it was I, actually him, and he was telling you to go out and do certain things, at what point do you think you could tell him no? I've told him no so many times. <laughs> it's honestly like because I I get this feeling inside sometimes like you should like it's like it's the Holy Spirit talking like you should go do this and I'm like am I sure it's the Holy Spirit? It's like you're pretty sure. I don't know though if it's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. I don't know. Uh you know. I don't know, man. You know I'll get back to you later. <laughs> and then I just don't do it. And then later I just feel the conviction. It's like you know it was me talking to you, don't you? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. Honestly, I don't even know who you are. I wish you'd get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, oh, I've. There's a creepy dude in here, and he keeps saying that. <laughs> but, uh, He's got holes in his hands. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is weird. Why are you wearing robes, dude? For what is this? Like 380? <laughs> yeah, no, I. Uh, but um, I'd love to say I'm more obedient than I am, but the truth is, like, he just okay. There's a good situation there. It's like whenever you're presented with sin, do you obey your flesh or do you obey God? Because God says this is wrong, you still go and do it. In my case, yes. Um, which, which is where it shows that I have, uh, absolutely. The pants come off and, uh, and I, I, I put some sin all over the bedroom, <laughs> all over the hand towel in the bathroom. Yeah. I've got socks filled with sin. <laughs> I've got socks filled with sin. Oh, the crusty sock. I missed that. Uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah. I, so anytime you sin, you kind of are like, oh, Hey God, gosh. uh, look, man, I'm sorry, but I really need to get this out. Yeah, and that's that's kind of, and that's where my <laughs> it's been a stressful problem. week. I need to send today. That's that's kind of where my issue is. I, I think <laughs> I think I think that's every, everybody does that. I mean, yeah, and it, honestly, it, it'd be really hard to go through life without you know. It's impossible without some kind of sin. It's not you possible. Know? You just yeah, it's, and again, it's unrealistic. Jesus. It's unrealistic. But um, okay, so uh, should we go into extrovert? Or amnivert first. I don't, even think I, I don't even think I properly answered the uh, introvert stuff, but yeah, we'll go into. Wait, okay, um, so what do you feel like you need to talk about still? I don't know. Like, I mean, I just kind of shared a story about being an introvert, so I mean, I guess that's enough. So right? okay, so what would you say? You kind of went into some pros for yourself. What do you think are some like really big cons, like stuff that like really hinders you, um, in things that you may want to do, but because of your. Well, if I'm going to get deep here, uh, I'm 14 and this is deep. Thank you, Jacksepticeye, for that joke. Um, if I'm going to go into, like... You can. I mean, I don't want you to get anything uncomfortable. Well, but. I would say, like, I think for me it's... Um, I am independent, in a sense, because I don't really... I don't. It doesn't bother me so much if people aren't around. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that does kind of weigh on you after a while. When you spend all your time just kind of by yourself... Yeah. You start to get 
honestly starts to get a little lonely. Like, I've got this. Oh, like, yeah, own, solitude's a. I've got this sword. this prison in my head where it's like I'm so uncomfortable around people, so I want to be alone. But then I get lonely by myself, and it's like there's no way wow. to like, there's no con, there's no middle ground. I can't do a little bit of each and be okay because they both drive me crazy. So I'm kind of always uh-huh. stuck in this like frustration. Like, I want to be around people, yeah. but at the same time, I can't stand being around people. So it's this, it's this, yeah, I mean, I guess that's the best way to put it. Like, there's a, there's a loneliness there that you aren't comfortable getting over, in a sense. Yeah. So. Which, I mean, it's good you don't get comfortable with that, though, realistically, because yeah. then, then it kind of helps you get out and, and not. But that's the thing, I don't get out. <laughs> I mean, you come here. Well, that, this is like my one place of getting out. Yeah, I mean that's so, I mean yeah. that's a good medium though because yeah. then you're at home on your own, and then you come over here to yeah get away from your solitude and then hang out at home alone, hanging out in my sin, beating my meat, and then I take breaks and come out come over here and uh, you know talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my church would be so disappointed in me. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're gonna share this on the church page. Oh no no no, no we're, we're, we're gonna, yeah I think I'm going to. You, What's the name of the church again? Yeah. It's uh, Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if I shared this? I, I join a Westboro Baptist group on Facebook, and then I just share this podcast. Uh, that would be that would be fucking hilarious. Okay, especially because anyway, actually... I've talked mad shit about them multiple times. I think in different episodes. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> well, they kind of call it on themselves, but all right. So let's get into the ambivert slash extrovert sort of thing. I guess extrovert first. Um. The extrovert one will be kind of hard just because obviously I'm not a full extrovert, but I can kind of speak a little bit on like my extroverted side. So, um, what should I get into first? What would you want to know? Well, I guess something that we kind of talked about earlier was like when you're kind of talking to everybody and you're trying to be friends with everyone, you never really know who's your friend until they kind of prove it to you. Yeah. Okay. So I would say, um, I would say... Being extroverted, one of the big, obviously the pros to it are you have no problem in social situations. Um, You can, you know, if you're really good, you know, with your extroversion, you can obviously be good with like public speaking and speeches and presentations, things like that. Um, You probably do pretty good in sales. Uh, You know, you're just good at at starting conversations and typically you're really good at holding them. the the biggest problem and you know that stuff kind of comes in handy when it comes to like interviews um and a lot of things you know just anything that requires you to be social or anything that requires you to put forth the effort in the conversations like in an interview for example they just ask you questions and you have to you know tell them about all your experiences how it relates to this job and all this other stuff you have to be able to do all that and look confident doing it um so being an extrovert kind of helps with that I would say the biggest flaw, at least in my case, for uh, being an extrovert is once you, like, if you talk to a lot of people and you get to know a lot of people, um, obviously being extroverted, you kind of make your circle pretty big. Um, and, And sometimes I like to think there are multiple circles, like, you've got multiple circles for yourself. You've got, like, your close circle that has family and then friends you consider family. And then you've got, like, really good friends, people that you've generally been able to trust pretty well. Then you've got, like, friends, then you've got acquaintances, blah, blah, blah. You know, you've got different levels within your your big circle. 
Um, that's the problem with having a big circle, though, is with more people comes not only more responsibility, um, because if you don't talk to people, then obviously they kind of start to fall off, and then you kind of feel bad about it because you're an extrovert, so you want to be able to, like, always keep in touch with everybody you've, you know, you've come in contact with, because it's like you kind of feel like you're obligated to. Um, but also, you have to worry about snakes in that circle, and who you can trust, and uh, all that stuff, and obviously with more people comes a higher probability of being deceived, um, things like that, especially if certain people get together, and they can work against you in certain ways, um, obviously we're talking, I mean, when, when it's something like that, people working against you, typically we're talking like higher up kind of people, like if you're, you know, uh, running a whole business, or like you're, like back in the old days, if you were king of something, you got all those people under you, you know, um, and the thing with, I mean, extrovert, it's not like you're in charge of all those people, or like those people are beneath you, but you do have that to worry about, like you have to kind of, and that's also the other thing that gets, it gets really exhausting too, because you're trying to keep up with all these people, and you're trying to, you have to, in order to keep a good relationship, obviously, you have to remember things about things about what they like, you have to kind of keep a record in your mind of past conversations so that you don't forget key details they might have told you. Um, you know, you want to try to remember everybody's birthday if you can. Or not, I mean, not even that extreme, but like if if you catch wind that it's their birthday, you know, you want to be like, you want to reach out and be like, oh, happy birthday. And, and you do little things along the way to kind of keep them in touch, but it's also based on what relationship you want to have with that person. So like, that's the toughest part is finding out what kind of relationship you want to have with each person. And then you have to adjust the way you communicate with them and the way you create your relationship based off of that. And then on top of that, you also have to base your the way you talk and your conversations based on their interests and whether or not certain interests mix with yours. What in their interests can you create a talking point from um, do you have a reason to talk to this person on this day? Or like, are you just hitting them up because you got bored? Like there's so many different things that, you know, come into play when you're an extrovert. And that's, that's what gets exhausting. Kind of like for you being introverted, it gets exhausting, um, being alone all the time or wanting to be alone all the time when you don't, um, being extroverted gets really exhausting because sometimes, um, and I guess this kind of is where ambivert comes into play for me. I don't know about full full-on extroverts they probably don't get tired of it I don't know but for me the extrovert part comes it becomes uh exhausting when I'm trying to hold all those people up per se um trying to kind of keep record of everybody and then determining who I can support and who supports me things like that um and that's why over the course of a few years or whatever I've kind of tightened up my circle like my inner inner circle is really really tight and then obviously I've got another one outside of that that's still pretty strict but like it's not as bad to get into like my inner circle inner circle is like Fort Knox damn near but like outside of that it's just kind of like a regular house with an alarm system and then outside of that it's just that's kind of like my base it's like oh yeah I, I know you I might talk to you but I'm not going to like go out of my way to talk to you if I don't feel like I'm getting anything back, you know? Um, and that's kind of the part a lot of extroverts I think need to learn is like, if you're reaching out to people and they obviously are not giving you any interest or they're not giving you 
the energy you're putting into that conversation back. If you don't feel like they're matching that, don't waste your time. I would just cut them off um, or just ease out of that conversation because if they're not even starting the conversation in the first place, I don't think it's going to hurt them too much if you stop starting conversations. Um, that's like a really good step to start thinning out uh, your outer circle at least. Um, and then I would say the circle beyond that would be like people of importance, like people you want to maintain contact with, but it's not somebody you have to talk to all the time. So like previous employers, um, coworkers you don't work with anymore, stuff like that, unless obviously you've made good friends with them. It's people you, you it's, it's a good idea to keep in touch with, but you don't have to have a conversation with them every day or nothing. And then obviously as you get further into the circle, you want to talk to those people more, um, the further into the circle you get. Um, and then being ambiverted, I think we'll just go straight. We won't break this one just because it's going to be a little longer anyway. Uh, ambiverted kind of has like the best of the best and worst of both worlds, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Ambiverted is like pretty much that. Yeah, it's 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 like a blessing with a curse almost. If well, I had to put it in a nutshell. You know what's interesting is some of the the flaw or the issues you listed with uh, extrovert kind of sound familiar to an introverted perspective as well like you said um sometimes you got to question why you're reaching out to the person you know what reason do you have as an introvert you know you kind of face those same things if you see somebody that you're like oh you know they look neat or they look like they might be fun or you know whatever mm -hmm. uh, i could reach out to them but then you start thinking to yourself like well why am i reaching out to them just to say hello that's so weird why would i just say hi we don't talk to these people they're not we're like facebook friends but that doesn't mean we're actually friends so why would i and so from an extrovert's okay. perspective, you're kind of like thinking it through and then working through it where an introvert is using all those excuses not to do it. Like, oh, I'd love to say hi to that person or oh, I'd love to hit that person up or, um, you know, maybe ask them out, maybe ask them to hang out or whatever. But then it's like, well, but why? And like, what if it goes weird? What if it goes wrong? Yeah. This could be totally not. And then you start to think about all the awkward things that could come from that, like how you kind of blow it up to be like, oh, it's going to be way worse than it actually is. Yeah. Like a simple rejection is usually like, ah, oh, no thanks. I'm busy that day or I'm just not that interested. Oh, no big deal. But for an introvert, you think about that. It's like, oh crap, it's going to go so weird. They're going to look at you weird. They're going to think of you funny. and Which is weird because typically I'm not the kind of person that worries about what other people think. But personally, I'm also worried about like just getting out of the situation once I'm in it. Like, okay, well, now I'm stuck here. What do I do? Yeah. You know, and like putting yourself out in that awkward bubble and then it's like it just kind of backfires. Like, yeah, no, not worth the risk. So it's kind of interesting that, that that negative point is kind of also a negative point for introverts, but it's just they're handled differently. Like extroverts are like, well, why am I dealing with this person? It's like, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and just deal with them anyway because I understand my reason. Introverts like, well, why am I dealing with this person? I'm not exactly sure. This might be weird, so I'm just not going to do it at all. Mm. So I don't know if you kind of deal with that at all or not, being an ambivert. Um, a little bit. Uh, and that just kind of, it really, that my version is like, that just kind of ties back into what I was saying earlier about, um, maintaining your circles. Um, it starts off with, uh, it, I like to think of it kind of almost like, like a car that you're like, maybe you ran into the ground or something, or like maybe you're buying a car that was run into the ground, like a project car. Um, you know, you start off with your upgrades that you, you upgrade things that are necessary for that car to run. And so that's working on, uh, in people terms, that's like finding out what's, what's affecting you mentally and, and 
cleaning up the trash of it, basically. So like, what is, first you focus on what is negatively impacting my mental health with all these people. And then you cut that out. You get rid of the bad parts of the car. And then maybe you start looking into upgrading parts. So it's like, okay, um, if I feel there's a void where that person was, you know, who can I now move around into these different spaces? So it's like, maybe there's somebody that was further into the circle that did you shitty and you want them out of the circles entirely. You don't want anything to do with them now, but you've got somebody that maybe, um, because your mental health was suffering, there's somebody that's in the outer circle that's been trying to kind of really, you know, they have a deep interest in you, but you just didn't have the mental capacity to give them the attention, you know, and you weren't matching them. Um, if they're still around, if they're still giving you that energy, you know, maybe you can start matching that. You can start bringing them in, learning about them as a person, stuff like that. And then they can kind of take the place of that person that screwed you over, so to speak, not like a direct replacement, but kind of more of like, I took somebody out that was bad and I brought somebody in that was good. And you don't always have to replace. Sometimes it's good to just weed out. Um, and then uh, I would say after that, You've got like your basic maintenance um, where you kind of continue doing that. Um, if you're wanting to shrink your circle down, maybe you start kind of tweaking your um, your expectations for people. Um, and not to the point, like I said, not that you're better than people and like you expect them to be a certain way. But it's a more, of, more of a mental health expectation like, you know, if this person isn't doing, you know, these things... For me, you know, why should, why should they be in my, my inner, inner circle? You know, like yeah. what it's, it's, it's kind of a bad way to put it. It's more of like, why, why is this person in this level of my circle as opposed to this one or, you know, stuff like that. It's kind of just, um, and you don't do it in a harsh way either. It's not like you just kind of, you should like up and be like, I don't really like talking to you anymore. So I'm going to push you away a little bit. It's not about that. It's more of. I would say, like, more so test the waters with people. Like, if you have, if you kind of have a gut feeling about somebody, or you're getting, like, internally, you're questioning somebody, you know, start testing the waters with them. Stop initiating conversations. See if they ever come back and talk to you at all. Um, you know, little stuff like that. Find out where you feel like you stand in their circle, and then base their placement off of that. Right. Um, and, and so, like, that's that's kind of the basic maintenance or, like, the preventative maintenance, I would say. So, in car-related terms, I would say, like, that's kind of like changing your oil, stuff like that. And that's kind of, like, how you handle those when you're an ambivert. It's, um, ambivert's an interesting one. Well, I don't know, because I can kind of relate to that. Because I had a friend of mine who, um, we were talking, like, every day, uh, like, all day, every day. And then I... I got to a certain point where I started like paying more attention to the way that we were talking. And I realized that most of their, the, it was a lot of them responding as opposed to, um, conversing. So yeah. I would say like, Hey, how's your day going? So, like, Oh, it's going good. Cool. Cool. How's work? Oh, you know, works. Okay. Sucks. But you know, Oh, cool. So they were responding to what I was saying yeah. as opposed to, you know, Oh, how's your day going? Oh, it's going good. How about yours? Oh, mine's going pretty well. You know, interacting. And so I did what you were talking about. I took a step back. And so I noticed that every conversation I started it. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Whatever. But um, so I took a couple of days. I was like, all right, let me just stop texting this person and see what happens. 
uh, and then I stopped caring from that person. So I, I, even from an introvert's perspective, I can totally, mm -hmm. I would totally agree with that. You know, because sometimes the sad truth is you don't mean as much to people as they mean to you. Yeah. And when that happens, you, to protect yourself, you kind of have to rip off the Band-Aid and, and really kind of, um, you, you don't want that negative energy where the friendship is one-sided. Yeah, no, definitely not, because it gets toxic really quick. Um, I would say for that, because that can be hard, and I know it can, I would say, like, for anybody that's, if that's something that they're dealing with, um, there's a quote, I don't know who it's from right off the top of my head, but there's something that I heard a little while back, it was actually at the end of the song, but they were kind of playing an audio clip from, the dude sounded like Dr. Phil, so it might have been Dr. Phil, I don't know. <laughs> but um, he said that... um basically not everybody you meet is meant to be in your life forever and if you don't get rid of the wrong friends you'll never you'll never meet the right ones there's also a medea uh clip about that where she's i guess i think it was one of his stage plays tyler perry's mm -hmm. and medea's basically saying there are people who come into your life for a season and for a lifetime and you got to make sure you recognize what those people are are they seasonal people or are they lifetime people mm -hmm. So there are people who are really supposed to be there for a short while and things are going great for a short while. But then after a certain point, you know, I mean, that's that's how a lot of friendships are. They're really tight for one minute and the next minute they're just not. It doesn't mean you completely cut them out. It just means maybe you demote them to Facebook friend. Something like that. You know, it's there's there's things everybody has to work on. And it's just it's really it's a part of life. And it gets hard for some people to understand that. But I don't I mean, rightfully so. But. Regardless, it is necessary, I think. Oh, yeah. Because um, you can suffer if you have too much of one or the other and you're not, you know, taking care of yourself. Because um, I know I had a problem with trying to take care of uh, everybody else that I cared about before I would do anything for me. And, uh, you know, I was kind of offering help that I didn't have, almost. Yeah. Um, not that I physically didn't have it, but... More so that once I finished giving them what they needed, I didn't really have enough for myself to move on, you know? Um, so that can be kind of a, a double-edged sword there. But, yeah, I would... I, I would say, I mean, everything's got their pros and cons, obviously. Ambivert has worked fairly okay for me. Um, I just think, especially with me getting out of the Army and my my sense of humor changing and, and all these other things and the way I talk to people and what I got used to, I would say the hardest thing, one of the harder things for me is, which is funny, um, but it is communication. Um, and before it's like, for me, it's like, I don't, I prefer not to meet new people because I don't like the experience, but if I have to, I don't, it's not a problem. Um, but at the same time, you know, uh, with the way everybody else is, um, generally speaking, kind of compared to how I am, it gets rough because <sighs> the way I talk is not something that's very common, I've noticed. Uh, and especially given that I have been, I mean, literally within a year or two, I think I've been in four different jobs now. Um, and some of which, I want to say like maybe two of which... Um, I left because of that, because of the, the way that just the way that I was versus everybody else. I just couldn't click with anybody. It just, it was just too rough. Um, and then even when I'd started at Walgreens, you know, trying to talk to some of the, 
some people were were kind of easier to get along with. It took them a little bit to warm up to me, but it's I know I adjusted myself based on them. And there were some people that, you know, I would say things and then I would just kind of get that vibe that they're like, this dude is loose. He's a loose cannon or something. Or he was just real. I just got a vibe that I was just like, you know, they didn't appreciate it a whole lot. And I was just like, uh. <laughs> so it kind of sucks being extroverted in that sense because then you have to worry about like shit. You know, like, yeah. how is this person going to think of me from now on? You know, like I can, I can definitely adapt to like meet people's conversational needs, but I have a problem with like once I mess it up, I'm guy I'm kinda like, well shit. You know, that's when the introvert kind of comes out a little bit and it's just like, well, I'm I guess I'll just not talk to that person until they approach me now because I feel like I've left a bad taste. So I don't want to continue talking to them and ruin it further. And then sometimes it works out, sometimes it's more like they just feel like I didn't like them or something, and so I stopped talking to them, and then it kind of creates this really awkward tension, and nobody likes it, but, yeah, Amberford is interesting. I think they, I think all, all senses are kind of interesting, and obviously they've all got strengths and weaknesses, but I think it, the biggest thing um, is kind of learning to, learning to adapt and control with how your mind thinks, you know, try to work with it as opposed to against it, maybe. Um, sometimes your heart knows, you know, if you're, if you're kind of thinking like, man, I really want to talk to that person, but you just kind of have like a, like a deep, hard feeling you shouldn't, maybe don't, maybe that's a way it could be yourself or it could be, you know, you're like your subconscious deciding it, or it could be an outside force trying to tell you like that person's not going to be good for you, you know? Um, so take everything with a grain of salt and I would just try to work with you know, your mindset as opposed to against it, especially because at our age, it's really hard to change those things. We're not as impressionable anymore. We're not in our molding stage anymore. Um, once you kind of get out of, get out of or get, once you like get into your twenties, that's kind of when you need to start solidifying. And it's, and once you get past like 21, 22, you're kind of, you know, you're kind of set, so to speak. Um, so well, that's not give for or take. Everybody. I mean, give or take. Like <laughs> some there, people are because some of the YouTubers I watch. Well, there was one that had an interview. I might have mentioned this a while back with uh, the Rock and Kevin Hart, and they were talking about how when it comes to life, it's funny because you don't really have things figured out like in, until your forties. Like in your thirties, you're still kind of like you kind of know who you are for the most part. Mm -hmm. But like in your forties, you know how to what life is and how to navigate it. Oh yeah. So if in the in your thirties, you're still kind of trying to figure things out, and you're still screwed in your twenties. So it's. Um, I would say that stuff probably applies more so to life overall, and maybe other aspects of your like your personal game. So I think I kind of think like introversion and extroversion is kind of something you you mold younger, and then you kind of just. Not saying it's impossible to change it. But well, that's I don't know. Sometimes, because sometimes people will change over time too. Because, um, change in their twenties. Because a lot of YouTubers, again, I keep going back to that because that's all I do every day is just watch YouTube um, <laughs> when I'm not working or doing this. That uh, they started their channels in their twenties, and a lot of them were like you know introverts, but throughout you know doing this this job, they became extroverts in their twenties. So it's probably not as uncommon as you but think. But that was that was I would I'd think that's based on environment though. 
Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if you're going to become a YouTuber, you it, you almost really can't be introverted. Yeah, really. I guess it does depend on your job. Because even with, uh, you know, like my job, even though I'm an introvert, when I've got the work shirt on and I've, I've got basic, I basically use the, the company as a mask and I'm hiding right. behind that. So That's what I'm, I'm saying. Just, I mean, if, yeah, if you yeah. had a job at a factory, you'd probably still be heavily introverted, but... I'm still pretty introverted. It's just like when I'm out on the job, I can easily just go up to somebody, make some conversation, get but get a signature or whatever and just kind of, you know, cut up with people or whatever. But if I were to be, let's say, on a day off going to the same place, would I be contacting those people? Probably not. I would probably keep my head down and hope they don't notice me. If they yeah. notice me, yeah, I'd talk to them. But for the most part, it'd be like, I really just kind of want to yeah. be in my shell today. If I have to be out of my shell, I will be. But yeah, I guess it's like you said, it's environment based. Plus, I'm a little bit crazy. Uh, that helps. <laughs> I think we all are, realistically. Wow. But, I mean, I think that was a pretty uh, fair uh, discussion there. I think so. It went on for 40 minutes. So uh, I mean, collectively, some of our other episodes are about that time. We just took a break in the other ones. Yeah, This, this one, one we didn't break because I just didn't want us to lose the flow. Lose the, lose the track, you know. But uh, I think that'll wrap this one up. Yeah, so I think it's pretty good. And besides, as always, you know... As we do these more and more, we'll probably kind of hit the same subjects a few times here and there. Maybe yeah, maybe get some guests so. and stuff to elaborate. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'll wrap this one up, though. So thank you for tuning in to this. Thank you all. And um, send feet pics. <laughs>